You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bullscast, your independent Hereford FC podcast, brought to you by the Hereford Times. And as always, uh, it may be just after Christmas, but me and Mr. Ben Goddard are back once again. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, all good. Um, yeah, it's always weird bank holidays, especially with when football's cooled off, left, right and centre, and just, just the one game to try and fill the paper with. And uh, so, yeah, lose a bit of gaps when games get pulled um, at the last minute. But yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. It certainly is. And as you mentioned, mate, it's been uh, a bit, well, crazy in the COVID camp, really. Um, two games postponed, the ones that we previewed last week. Um, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but what, when and how did the news break out? And um, and how do, how long do you think it will be until Hereford are back on, on the football field? Yeah, so I spoke to Steve on Thursday night um, and he was he mentioned that there was, there was COVID cases in the camp, but that he was, um, that he was hopeful that the, the two festive games will go ahead. And um, I gathered the... The protocol is that they they get tested, they get PCR test. If that comes back positive, the results get sent to the league, along with who's out injured, and the league make a decision on the registered players and how many players have to isolate, don't have to isolate because they're double jabbed or booster jabbed, um, and sort of the interactions. Obviously, um, the managers had with them. Um, obviously, it was. Josh Gowland, the manager, who, who came out and um, put a message on Facebook for Christmas. I wish no one happy Christmas, but he, he was saying that he he was the, he got COVID. So then it would be what which players had interacted with him and where were them players then had to isolate for seven days and whether there was a squad, a big enough squad to, um, to play the game and the, the league made the decision that it wasn't suitable for the game to be played, whether that was on safety grounds, whether that was on players available, whatever grounds that was on. Um, they made that decision to call off the game at Kidderminster and the the game on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, yes, it's meant to be yesterday against Gloucester. Sorry, all the games, all the days rumble into one over Christmas. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard to keep does. a tab on <laughs> what day of the week it is. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, what does it mean then for, for the league, really, for Hereford? Because obviously we're in a decent run of form, a loss and a draw against Curzon. It's been a long time since they played football, mate. Um, but what does it mean for the old Valorama National North table? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's um, it's been too bad, to be honest. Um, obviously, it means Hereford got some catch-up in games-wise to play. It was always going to be a difficult Christmas period. Um, they've still got to play them games um, at away at Kidderminster and at home to Gloucester. But yeah, as Hereford sit in 15th at the moment, 23 points. Um, York just three points above them in uh, on 26, uh, in 7th. And then sort of Southport are, are leading the way of that pack of teams. Um, Southport and Kiddy are 31. Obviously, Kiddy are now played less than Hereford, actually. They're on 16 games. So Southport will be the probably the next sixth place. Southport are on 30 points. Um, they've played 
one game extra than Hereford. So that that would be sort of your target at seventh place, Boston, 28 points. Uh, so, yeah, and they've played one game as well, extra than Hereford. So you see, it's not just Hereford that have missing games. I mean, uh, Kettering have played 16 games. So they're, they're a game behind Hereford. Um, I think they've played the least in the league, yeah. They're in 16. Um, and then the most anyone's played is Leamington on 20. So you see that nearly every team has been hit to some extent. Um, the vast majority of teams on 18 games. So maybe Hereford are, are one bit behind them in games to catch up with the rest of the season. And I don't think this will be the last COVID postponement of the season at all. I think um, until Omicron virus has, has faded or the spread has reduced, um, I can see games being called off quite often at this level. And at every level, really, Premier League level, every level is happening all over the place. So it just be, um, it might be a case of who adapts quick best to not not playing much competitive football I mean Hereford have had three weeks now without a competitive well we'll, we'll have had three weeks without a competitive game by the time they host, host Kidderminster on Sunday which will be the end of the isolation period will end probably Friday Thursday Friday Saturday depending when the PCR results came back so there may be potential for a training session on the Friday, Thursday, Friday, depending on who's working, who's doing what, and and whether it's possible. But yeah, potentially one training session to get ready for Kitty on Sunday at Egger Street. So that should be a good game, good crowd. Kidderminster also without a game since their FA Trophy defeat, which will be two weeks. So they. Yeah, two weeks, one match day, they'd have been without a game. So both teams, but they have had the advantage of being able to train um, as they haven't had COVID themselves, just their opponents have been out with COVID enforcements. So Kitty may be fresher, but who knows? (laughs) I seem to recall in in the early episodes of Bulls cast, Ben, we did sort of foresee this because we, we, we said that you know come christmas time there'll probably be postponements games off um because it because of this is it slightly frustrating that maybe the league didn't play more games in this time to ensure that it would be more even going into well and and to have more time to play the games uh, that they need to do uh, in the next in the coming four or five months yeah yeah definitely i i think they've missed the trick there and and Previous years, they would have done that. Um, I remember usually you played probably seven or eight games by the end of September. Mm. Um, they usually pile August and September full of matches um, for seeing that. And we haven't had any winter breaks yet. There's been no snow. Snow postponements have started. There were several games off um, on Monday with the snow um, in the National League North. So that, that, that's another added element. But yeah, the countless Tuesday nights sat twiddling our thumbs when really we should have been playing football um, and getting this season part of the way finished. Why, why not finish the season in March and then do a mini tournament at the end? 
why why put all these potential say you get two three weeks where it snows in march in february march you, you'd be then looking at catching up on five or six games or more um come april come march and april and i think the league should have foreseen this coming league one and uh league one have, have done that i gather uh, i'll just have a look now and see how many games they've played but um the football league seemed to have been doing a lot more and they played a lot more games uh, so so rotherham and league one lead the way and 23 games plymouth played 24 um so yeah you can see obviously there's more there's more teams of 23 teams in that league so only one only one more one more um team in the national north and they played 23 games of their season already um whereas in the national north the league the leading sides played 20 um the the leading side who's played the most matches I'm about not um, yeah. not bracket at the top um so yeah you're looking teams are five i mean five five games behind what they've played in the league one um so i think it's an oversight from the national north i think it should have been seen should have people should have seen it coming if we saw it coming I, then they'd yeah like, i've been on about it for weeks and weeks yeah. that it was going to happen and it's frustrating it really is because you know the avalanche of games will come and we saw what happened last year when they when they were if and are and if the league was going to restart in the end of January and it was Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for the rest of the season and then they'd have to throw in Thursday matches as well and it would just become a farce and there's a real danger this season will turn into an absolute farce as well because of I think an oversight of not planning enough matches early season well COVID rates were low take advantage of that and why why were they why were teams sat around on Tuesday nights when COVID rates were low and there was decent weather? It should have been Saturday, Tuesday, and then played a mini tournament at the end. Um, if there's weeks and weeks left and teams still want to play matches, create some create something at the end of the season rather than being in a position where everyone's going to be stacked full of games potentially come March, April, and May if the season gets. Um, delayed and because I'm guessing they can go probably to the end of May um, and put the season back if, if if it needs be but yeah it could have been definitely could have been avoided from my point of view 100% I mean you can hear um, you mentioned Steve Burr's uh, audio you can hear that now uh, where he's talking about the COVID situation uh, just talking about sort of you looking back on your two years of assistant uh, to Josh how have you sort of found it obviously it's been a broken couple of years but 18 months or so now yeah, yeah. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, Ben. Um, I mean, my role, obviously, coming uh, into the club when Josh became manager as assistant, um, I've, I've I've enjoyed every minute of it, and uh, it's, it's it's been frustrating, obviously, at the stop start with with the um, with the COVID and the and the season sort of finishing, and uh, we've been here like three. I think it's three seasons now, and uh, it seems, you know, it seems a long time. But it doesn't seem as though we've played that many, and we haven't played that as many games as you would have done if you had been here in a full three seasons. So, but we, I think we've, you know, we're looking at the squad. We've, we've always said that we want to try and improve it 
um, as we go on and, and do better than we've done last year. Uh, and, and it's no different this season again. You know, that's the aim again. We were disappointed, obviously, only two weeks ago when we went up to Southport when we were in touching distance of a, of a sort of, uh, you know, a, a playoff spot. Uh, and on the day, felt that we could have, you know, we had the chances to do that. And then two mistakes cost us. But, you know, we're, we're, we're getting closer. And um, it wasn't the greatest of starts at the beginning of the season. But since then, obviously, we've, you know, we've managed to settle down and we've put a really good run together. Uh, we had a great November. And, um, and hopefully now we can, you know, we'd like to kick on in, in, in the January uh, period and uh, hopefully everything's okay with the season and we can have a real strong finish to the season because it shows sort of the five wins got really close to the playoffs just shows that a run of game results like that and you could be right back in the thick of it quite quickly yeah definitely and and I think that just I think that can go for any club in, in this league that you know you put some you put some wins together and you can soon move you can soon move up the table and we, we showed that but I think we felt that the the start that we had wasn't a great start, but we did feel that you know we weren't far away with just one or two little bits that needed, you know, needed um, sort of tinkering with. I um, say so Christians played a big part, you know, with him coming in and uh, at centre back and sort of sealed things up at the back for us and, and, and done really well. Uh, and with that, obviously, we weren't conceding goals, but it's not just one player, but one player can sort of make it so much of a difference. And with his experience, he's come in. And, uh, and and done excellent in that area for us, and that was an area that we we felt during the start of the season that was just you know it needed to be uh, addressed, and we managed to do that. He came in, obviously he picked up an injury in the FA Cup game, uh, the first game he played, and um, we just thought we were a bit cursed at the back, to be honest with the, with that. And, but he's got himself fit now, and he's in the side, and, and hopefully, and I think with that, Ben Pollock, you know, Ben Pollock's raised his game and. And, and started to show what he's about, uh, and I just think everybody, everybody else, you know, once you start winning, that confidence comes through the side, right through the team. We feel, you know, we feel that you know we can go anywhere and, and, and beat anybody. And talk about how, how do you think the squads compared? Sort of, I know, you, I know it's been a bit of time since you've had sort of uh, second place at Kitty and that sort of squads. Yeah. How, how do you think Hereford's squad at the moment compares to it? Because there's some real quality players in there, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, we, I, th- I think, um, I mean, I look back at that kiddie side that just missed out on promotion and, you know, that, that didn't just happen in a season. That happened over, like, three seasons, you know, and, and that was with lads, continuity, young lads coming through and, you know, playing over 100 games in the conference. So that, you know, doesn't just happen. And that's what I'm saying. With building a team, it does take a bit of time. And I think probably the, the disappointing thing for myself and Josh was that, you know, we've got a, we've got a new squad of players again, or a big a big bulk of a squad of players, and it's rebuilding them again into how you want them to play, and uh, and it just takes time. But I, th- I think I think from you know, if you getting a good side together and then keeping them together, and then maybe adding little bits here and there as you go on, and keeping the success going and keep moving in the right direction. That's what we're looking for, um, and it's like January if we can. I, you know, myself and Josh, we, we want to try and maybe add a couple of lads if we can. Uh, obviously, you know, we might have to move one or two around to do that, but I think I think we need a, a couple of players to add to the squad at the moment. What sort of positions do you think feel we're a bit light in? 
in the squad? Um, I, I think maybe middle of the park still, uh, and obviously left back area has been a, been a bit of a problem for us this season with certain players. Uh, you know, Lloyd has gone in there and done a job, but he's a midfielder. You know, Levy's sort of played in there and moved to right back. Uh, we've used Jazz across there. I think just about everybody's played a left back this season. <laughs> so, uh, but um, you know, it's it, it is. Um, that that's an area as well that you know it hasn't really been nailed down due to injuries and maybe lack of form. So yeah. Okay. Great. Okay, Ben. So moving on away from away from balls, um, we're going to go to uh, two sides separated by an alleyway, um, and a derby uh, in the Hellenic Premier League, which uh, you attended on Monday. Um, must have been you know quite quite a, quite a good game to watch. Uh, Westfields came out on top two nil. Um, how was it? Yeah, it was it was a good game of football, good advert for both teams. Um talk of COVID, lads club been hit with COVID. I think they had um between three and six players out um for the derby game. And they they could have quite easily got it called off, but fair play to them. They they took they were down to their bare bones at times. Um and but they they had the game played, um, good advert for football, both teams putting everything into it, competitive tie. Um, there was a danger at, in the first 15, 20 minutes that Westfields were going to really roll Lads Club over. They hit the post twice, I think, inside the opening 15, 20. And then um, and they were really on a, a rampage. And then um, Sean Powell got a bad tackle. Um, Ollie Price took the first yellow card. Could have been red um, for that challenge alone. Uh, injured Sean Powell and Westfield lost a bit of their attack, really. Um and well, Lads Club came back into the game really well, actually. Because um, I'd seen Lads Club the week before do exactly the same thing to Malvern. Um, came into the game just using grit and determination, really. And um, and actually, until um, Ollie Price received a second yellow card, um, Westfield's Lads Club looked the better side in the second half. And um, the, set, the second yellow card was, from my point of view, harsh. Um, it was a bit of an accumulation of niggly fouls um, that the referee just had enough in the end for a shirt tug. Uh, I think for a second yellow card in a derby match like that, I think it was a bit harsh. Um, and and after that second, after that red card, um, Westfield really did dominate play. Um, the wingers, um, Dan Stoneman and Harrison Summers, just took control of the match and um, created both goals. And um, yeah, and Westfields were were comfortable winners in the end. Um, so yeah, but lad, full fair play to Lads Club. They give everything, and um, and you'll hear from manager Danny Moon in a minute. Um, he was just saying how how far the club have come because they really have come very far um, from there. Playing on Wide Marsh Common, no no ground, and uh, playing in the in the Herefordshire Premier Herefordshire Division One, um, getting getting into the, the league pyramid system at the time. They had to apply and be granted permission to, to join. Um, it's a bit different now where the winner goes up automatic, but at that point they didn't. They had to do ground grading, spend a lot of money on the, on this, on the, on the ground. Um, obviously, they, they own the stand and the changing rooms, whereas Herefordshire FA owned the 4G pitch. Um, but yeah, so they've done a lot of work and they've come very far and to like say to 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 give Westfield, who have been the established sort of second team behind Hereford for years and years, to give them a good game and and start knocking on the door and ask questions of them, 
as um, it shows how far Lazio came. And it was really good to have two two teams really going at it on a festive fixture. Brilliant for the city, um, for city's football fans to, to have that to watch on um, with Hereford's games off. Certainly is um, as well. I mean, looking at Westfields are now second in the table, uh, eight points off Bishop's Cleave with the game in hand. Um, how many go up? Is it just the top? What, the top just oh, dog, dogs at it again. Oh, it's going to be chaos now because the uh, the shopping's turned up. <laughs> uh, who goes up? Is it just the the uh, the league winner, or is it um, the league winner and the top? It's, it's the winner and um, the second place teams go into a playoff. So the best second tape, second place teams go playoff against other second place teams yeah. across the different leagues, and the winner of that goes up. Yeah, all all nice and that. So Westfield are putting themselves in the conversation, which is great. Um, Ben's shopping has turned up and his dog is going mental. So I think that's a great place to to end the episode. Uh, We will revisit the Fantasy League next week because uh, we're still in the middle of a game week. So we don't want to to cover that. But all I will tell you is I'm back in the top 10, baby. Um, But anyway, um, make sure you uh, listen to all the other Bulls Class episodes. Um, and thank you uh, for all the support over uh, this year. Uh, it's been great fun doing this. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch you uh, in the next episode and Happy New Year.